0: With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public, free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to TNTradio.live. The latest from batshit bonkers Britain, Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: a very warm welcome to the katie hopkins show on monday the 18th of december we're really getting there aren't we where i'm back at hq albeit briefly before taking back to the road for my last speakeasies of 2023 coming up in the show today the irish have had enough and i am here for it i'm here to celebrate them if you're Irish or from Galway, get on the chat because you deserve a massive round of applause. We're celebrating Kemi Badenoch for being the woman we all need roundabout about now. And we're talking Argentina, where Mille devalued the peso by 50%. That's hardly caused a ripple over here in Western Europe. And if you haven't seen what Jill Biden has done to the White House, you're in for a treat. We're here in glorious Technicolor at TNT. But you know what to do, good people. I may be in the driving seat but you are the engine for this show do get chatting at tntradio.live here is how you join the conversation
0: katie hopkins wants you to chat to her just go to tntradio.live hit chat and join your family chatting away we're on the highway to freedom where listeners drive the show today's news talk radio tnt
1: People piling on into Tribe, thank you so much for joining us. So tntradio.live if you want to join the Tribe on chat, or you may be watching us on the YouTube, as my mum likes to say. I saw you on the YouTube. I saw you on the YouTube. Gosh, it looks quite tricky, she said. Looks quite tricky. Doing that for an hour on your own looks quite tricky. (laughs) which <laughs> a really cute thing to say and well done to Dean for another great show everybody really enjoyed Dean being back where he should be in his position of power so much to talk about today and so many things I wanted to talk about oh and I'm so sorry um, for missing you good morning good evening tribe yes exactly we're all over the world so do say uh, good morning good evening if you're up for your a wee break in the middle of the night in California do let us know Um, yes, I apologize for not being with you on Friday. I was right there, but I was failed somewhat by, uh, turns out, you know, central London, who knew that it would need Wi-Fi, you know, (laughs) Richmond on Thames, one of the wealthiest boroughs of London. Who knew that someone would need Wi-Fi while sitting in accommodation with Wi-Fi. I mean, you know, yeah. So I apologize for missing you. I'm very sad about that. Um, I had a glorious time. I was with the Jolly Heretic. I don't know if you know him. Uh, he lives in Ulu in Finland and um, he was over here. He's on over here on his UK tour. He's a bonkers academic and he's hamming up the bonkers academia side of it at the moment. But I love him very much. He's a deeply uh, intelligent individual, and just before me, uh, I was piling on in to go and meet him and do our chit chats. Was lovely uh, Count Dankula, and we haven't seen each other for a long time, so that was a really lovely thing. Uh, great to see the jolly heretic doing so well, and then out to dinner in the evening with a bunch of his supporters, who uh, I was the only loosely described female in the room uh, of fourteen, and. Um, just so kind of just uh a glimpse into a whole different group of people who are with us uh who are part of us who have a completely different level of intellect understanding energy about them so engineers computer scientists um next level mathematicians a lot of people from different countries but acutely, acutely intelligent in a way that I will never be nor never understand. Uh, The gentleman next to me was glorious from Germany. And you'll know if you know me by now that I'm always terrified of Germans because they uh, don't have a similar uh, sense of humour to me in the sense that nothing I say is ever funny to a German, which is also kind of funny in and of itself. Uh, I don't want to give away anybody that was there or whatever, all their personal details, but he works at an in an exceptionally difficult area of coding and computing at a very, very sophisticated um, trader, big finance organisation. And his quote was, um, oh, Commie California is with us. Uh, His quote to me was, yeah, but you know, I'm really searching for, I'm really searching for something that will test my brain. You know, so I was like, oh, right. So quantum computing and coding at an elite major investment house. Is this is this child's play. Is this is child's play. <laughs> and I, and he, he's not being big headed. He's being a bit German, but he's just basically saying anything hum- regular humans or, or people like me <laughs> are capable of doing. Is this is child's play? This is for this is for the children. <laughs> so that was my dinner, and actually, I really loved it. I was like, was like watching a TV episode of people that are from a foreign place that speak a foreign language, have a foreign way of thinking, but you can't help but love them because they're on your team. And clearly, we need all sorts in our future when we're going to be rebuilding our uh, parallel universe. That's Already being rebuilt. Right. Three top stories out of the UK today. Mustn't get two way laid, must I? Um, the Irish. We're starting off with the Irish. I don't mind how long we take. Uh, do let me know uh, on tribe TNT if you're joining the conversation. Let me just show you while you see me looking over here. Uh, so I follow you along here. Look, Wales is in the house. Uh, who else is here? Phil. Big Phil's here. <laughs> Heather's here. Are you sick? I know who's here. I can see you. So I'm. Uh, if you see me glancing over, that's me following you along. And my uh, plea always, my request, my enthusiasm is that it isn't my voice that we listen to. And you know that, okay, I'm the one sat here or I'm the one on the stage or I'm the one generally gobbing off somewhere. But the point is that all I'm supposed to be is this kind of conduit for regular people, I think. And regular doesn't mean that you fit. Regular means regular weirdos like myself. So therefore, disagreement, alternative views, opposite views, uh, full-on pushback to anything I say. Also facts, helpful. I'm often calling out for Tribe to provide me with facts that I should have researched but haven't, and they do. So if you'd like to be part of that, go on to there, or you can watch along, or you can listen along, or God knows what else. What else is going to be next? We're probably a sing-along. I don't know, the boss will probably get some sort of sing-along channel. (laughs) TNT Only fans coming soon. (laughs) Don't think I'll have a job on that. Um, The Irish, let us celebrate. Are you Irish? Please go to the chat. If you're from Galway, please go to the chat. I owe someone a pint quite clearly and a little bit more than that in Galway. If you're not and you haven't heard about the story, you don't know what's happened in Galway, let me sit back, get yourself a coffee, like me, here we are, Mm. and enjoy. Drink the tears of the left, those who seek to damage and harm our countries and watch them fall. Uh, Sip from the tears of the Muslim Council, And all their allies sip from the tears of those who profit from the trafficking of human flesh, which is heads of churches, heads of political organizations and heads of charities. And the chief rabbi, I'm looking at you, um, sip from that cup because the Irish have just, this is an allegation on my part, it's not been proven, obviously. I mean, we can't speculate what may have burned down a hotel that was destined to be filled with illegals next week, can we? No, none of us can say. I mean, a lot of a lot of the gas link leaks in Ireland could have been that, couldn't it? That burnt that illegal immigration hotel down owned by Americans. It could have been. I mean, it could have been fireworks, couldn't it? That burnt the hotel down. A lot of fireworks about this time of year. You see it. Sometimes when they go up, they go up, right? Could have been that. What else could it have been? Could have been, maybe there was a cat, right? Um, maybe there was a cat in Ireland, in Galway, that was on fire. It was on set itself on fire by its own arse. Could have happened. Gas, cats. And the cat then walked into the hotel, and burnt it down. I mean, that's the theory I'm going with, if I'm honest. I mean, it could have been that someone just torched the bloody thing because they don't want more uh, illegals in their places. But, you know, I think that's to say that would be slander. (laughs) Love you, people of Ireland, French farmers, Dutch farmers, Blade Runners, Canadian truckers. I just love, you know, I'm just saying, just saying there's not a day that I don't say I love the side that I'm on. Which means I love all of you, all of you weirdos out there. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Let me just read you the tears of the Irish, not the Irish, our Irish, but, you know, the others that we don't need. Galway Hotel fire condemned by tailshush as FF councillors criticise asylum housing policy. This is me drinking the tears of them. Hold on. Mm. Ah, tasty tears. The Gardaí believe the fire near Oatgras was set deliberately. <gasps> I am not having that. My theory, it was a cat. It was a cat that's ass was on fire. Um, Leo Varadkar, the same guy who, what did he say the other day? Oh yeah, about the Israeli hostages. They were lost and now they are found. You know, like they were a suitcase that BA failed to put on your flight, you know, has condemned the suspected deliberate setting of a fire. Well, that is pure speculation right there. My cap theory is much more solid at County Galway on Saturday, which was being prepared to accommodate 70 asylum seekers. Uh, So for asylum seekers, we can just read uh, illegals, can't we? Because that's just a term that's made up, a bit like grooming gangs, you know, a term made up, or honour killings. Oh, how very noble. How very noble you set your wife on fire. (laughs) Right, because you wanted another wife. Oh, how noble. Asylum seekers, A, eh? Uh-uh, we'll just mark off all the bulls in here. Mr. Vardkar also strongly defended the government's policies on refugees. Oh, uh uh-uh. illegals. And asylum seekers, uh-uh, illegals. Sorry, that's me just changing this. He said while there had been a step change in the numbers coming into Ireland, oh, hold on a minute. How many euphemisms can you put in one article? I mean, that's a a challenge right there. We could do this as a competition, couldn't we? That's a euphemism. There's been a step change in the numbers coming into Ireland. No, no. Uh -uh. Ireland has been invaded by illegals brought over by heads of churches, heads of political organisations, heads of charities who profit for every pound of human flesh that they transfer because slavery is more alive and well than it ever was. So at the same time, you pay reparations to black people for slavery. Slavery is probably in numbers never seen before in any time in our history. And either way, he's deeply concerned. It follows, get this, this is the joyous bit, right? I'm looking at tribe. Illegal aliens, to be precise. Oui, c'est ça, voilà. Don't know why the French. Um, Number of arson attacks in Ireland. Now, bear in mind, people, hmm, that I am very clear that all of these fires, including this last one last night in Galway, sorry, Saturday night in Galway, were set by cats with fiery arses. Maybe cats don't go so well on Irish food, you know, and it's all a bit, you know, bit gassy. So I'm just gonna read out the number of fires that have clearly been set by highly flammable cats in Ireland. Uh, these have occurred in Moxville, County Donegal, in Ross Ruski, please help me, please help me, County Common, please tell me if I'm mispronouncing, I'm not trying to be offensive to the Irish. I love you at this point. And last month in Ross-Lair, um County Rexford, and now Galway. Mr. Voradkar said, there's, I, I can't say his name properly because I loathe him, there's no justification for the violence or the arson or the vandalism in our republic ever. And this, of course, my darlings, is where we step in and say, yes, there is. Yes, there is. And and I have proof. I have proof that there is, not that we're saying anybody set these fires, obviously, we're saying that it was a cat with a flaming ass, but... Yes, there is. Yes, thank you on tribe. Well done, Dean. Dean has found us the fiery assed cat. So evidence, there is evidence. That is what we're saying. There is already evidence that a fiery assed cat blew up illegals accommodation across Ireland. I think we should go with that theory hard. Let me tell you. So Mr. Vradka, the leader who's wetter than a lettuce that's been left in the fridge for two months, there is wetter than the average modern male. There is no justification for the violence or arson. Now, let me, before we go to commercial break, let me prove to you that there is, and it's this. If you're not watching Glorious Technicolor, I don't blame you at all. But this is what I carry around with me on the road. I carry my passport, well, in a bag, my my go bag, uh, which is ready by the door, always. Passport, constitution, cash in different currencies, dollars. (laughs) medication of a variety that can get me anywhere, the constitution of the United States of America. Now you can say Katie the Irish is not American, but you know, essential principles of the constitution of the United States of America, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights So God-given rights, this is what sets Americans apart. And these rights are life and liberty. And the key one for me that I keep kind of reinforcing, the pursuit of happiness, Hmm. that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Declaration of Independence, United States of America, 1776, they get their power from the consent of the governed. And that, my darlings, in 20 short minutes here at TNT Radio, proves the Voradka and all those forcing illegals and the takeover of our countries by the caliphate Proves that they are. There is justification for arson. There is justification for vandalism. You less blade runners. There is justification because they lost the consent of the governed. And in 1776, greater men than any of these morons knew that to rule over people, you had to earn their consent, and that has been lost. It's been lost universally, it's been lost in every country, and it's been lost specifically by these weak individuals who are crippling their own countries and their own people. And that is why today is a day of all celebration. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm cheering them on. I don't care what he gets me arrested for. Come at me, bring it. Come to my door because you won't be being let in. I don't care. You can call it hate speech, you can call it you know, incentivizing riots. you can call it what you want, because I know what it is, because it's the truth. You don't have the consent of the governed, you don't have the right to enforce illegals onto people who have had enough, and that's why you're seeing what you're seeing, which is essentially cats with fiery asses setting fire to hotels owned by Americans, flogging their hotels out to the government for cash, and all of you lot are profiting on it. Oh no, I thought I was throwing my script, but I threw the constitution. Wait, I have to pick it up and dust it off. I love it very much. Darlings, uh, we're going to go to, studio's trying to tell me to go to break. And let me tell you what happens if someone tr- starts to trying to tell me to do something. It's likely that the very opposite is going to happen. So studio is on, it's on yeah. a sticky wicket there. Just going to say, because you start telling me to do stuff. I'm telling you now the opposite will happen, but uh, we will go to a very short commercial break only because it is some people's favorite part of the show. So, you know, uh, must have been that global warming that's setting fire to the Irish hotels, yeah, global warming, forcing cats out of their natural habitat with flaming arses. Yeah, I think that's totally what it was, actually. We're going to go to a short commercial break, or when we come back. We've so much to talk about today. Can't even believe it. Never got to any of the other stories I wanted to tell. I want to talk about Kemi Badenoch. I want to show you, let's come back to Jill Biden's horror story of a Christmas. I can't even. It makes me urge. There's urging. We'll come back with that. Um, And I've got loads. I want to talk about the peso. I've been trying to talk about the peso for a week. No one cares. I'm gonna make you care about the peso. So, go nowhere or I will find you and I'll break your legs. My name is Katie Hopkins and this, is TNT Radio.
2: TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. The double standard is out there. It's so obvious. It's so frustrating. Eric Holder gets held in contempt of Congress for defying a congressional subpoena. Nothing happens. Obama's DOJ didn't pursue it. Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro defy a congressional subpoena. Joe Biden's DOJ criminally prosecutes them, criminally. Prosecutes them for defying a congressional subpoena. And now we've got congressional subpoenas of Hunter Biden and James Biden, the resident's brother. And guess what? Nothing's going to be done by Merrick Garland, Barack Obama, Joe Biden's DOJ. That's right, I said Barack Obama. Obama's the shadow president. He's not the one pulling the strings. He wasn't pulling the strings in his own administration. You know, Valerie Jarrett was his minder. Where is the Iranian born Valerie Jarrett these days? Haven't seen or heard much of her. It's because the Democrats are smart.
0: Timothy Shea on today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
2: When you can point me to an industry, to a
0: platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans, that's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, It's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. We're rolling. It is my pleasure to present Katie Hopkins. On today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
1: Yes, my darling, we are back. Well done to everybody piling into the chat uh, and having your comments laughing along. The cat with the ring of fire. Hold on. With the ring of fire. And burn, burn, burn the ring of fire. That's right, isn't it? That's what you're saying on chat. Yeah, I'm just trying to enunciate for you what they're saying. But I think the idea is it's a cat with a burning ring of fire. And that's the theory. So that's what we need you to push today is that it's scandalous that our good side of pure people are being blamed for fires in Ireland. And what it actually is, is a cat with a burning ring of fire that's going into these buildings quite clearly. It's probably been forced out of the undergrowth by global warming. We can't possibly speculate. We can't possibly say. But also, go on, the Irish. (laughs) Um, uh, The chief of the Irish Muslim Council. If I could... We could do a six-hour special on what the Muslim Council have done to me over the years. So the Irish Muslim Council called the cat bum fire a shameful act committed by an extremist minority. Oh, hello. Well, there's a truth right there, right? We are a minority, but the interesting thing about being a white minority is that you don't get any minority rights, right? So when it was BAME, what was it? Black. Uh, African, black, black, African, minority, ethnic, BAME. What was BAME? Someone help me on tribe, please. The interesting thing about BAME and all of the minority policies, and oh, we need to be, you know, they need to get preferential treatment because they're a minority, is that when it's us, and by us, I mean me, when it's minority whites, when you become minority Christian whites, London, Luton, Bradford, Leicester, I could go on, the list is endless, uh, you don't get any rights. You only get those minority rights if your minority ethnic and your ethnicity isn't the ethnicity of the nationality to which you were born in the country you are trying to live. Don't even get me going. Um, anyway, he says it's a shameful act committed by an extremist mi- minority that tarnish our nation's image. Oh, hello. Hello, our nation's <clears throat> Our, my nation, these good people's nation. It's lovely that you want to come here. It's always been my beef, actually. Can you see how I'm never going to get to the stories we're supposed to be getting to? We are going to talk about Joe Biden in two seconds. We're going to play it in glorious technicolor. But it has always been for 20 years, which led to my great uh, erasing from the face of my own country, is that... We tiptoe around the cultures that choose to join us. And we do not stand up for the cultures they chose to join. So when people come to our country, we have to tiptoe around their culture, their language, have translators, have English as a third language in London primary schools, provide everything, bend down, bend over. I would uh, take it up the arse, but clearly that would be rude. But we don't stand up nor defend the culture that they chose to join. And the other reason I had to be eviscerated from the face of the planet 20 years ago, well, 15 now, is I would ask if Muslim countries are so great, if Islamic nations are so great, why is it that Muslims always come to Christian countries if being a Muslim culture is so great, if being Islamic is so great, why don't you go there? Why come? And of course the answer is because the actual mission is the takeover of Western Europe, which is happening very successfully. But for asking those questions 15 years ago, I mean, it's a a joy now the world has started to catch up. But those are the questions no one can answer because of course the truthful answer is an answer no one wants to hear. And it's the Muslim council operating with meticulous strategic discipline that have been integral to the takeover of Western Europe. So much so the Notre Dame burns down and these jokers get away with saying, oh, maybe it was an accident that timbers that have been around since the dawn of time, I mean, not that long, but you know, said, oh, you just got to hold a lighter under what? Maybe it was just a bit of dust on a, on a timber that's been around since way before our grandparents. Maybe that's what set that fire off. Yes, yeah, sure thing, right. A certain group of people would love to see our country go up in flames, so the cat is actually doing them a favor. I'm very happy that we are now absolutely certain about cats. Cats have been burning down pubs in the UK for the past few years, there always seems to be a building developer in the area missing his cat, too. <laughs> that was the pub, wasn't it? The what? The Crooked House pub. <laughs> Buggers bought the bloody thing, known for being wonky. Next minute, up on the floor. I, was sho- I mean, it's shocking, really. Oh, <gasps> shocking. Shall we take a look at the um, Jill Biden Christmas What what shall we call it? Horror show. Um, So for anyone uh, who's not kind of accustomed to looking at these things, Melania in my personal opinion did a gorgeous job. And the idea is that the uh, first lady gets to walk the world through the White House at Christmas. And it's, you know, it's tradition. It doesn't matter if it's, you can't stand Melania. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Go back to any of the uh, first ladies. Uh, Reagan, Nancy Reagan, the first lady walks the world through the White House and the world gets to look on and be filled with nostalgia and a sense of security or, or family or a sense of pride or a sense of Christian meaning of Christmas or... I don't know, whatever you want to take from going through. I personally love twinkly lights. I personally love Christmas. I love that people put the decorations up early. I think if you can find joy somewhere, find it. I love nostalgia. I love tradition. And I love um, the, the White House's immaculate perfection about everything. You know, what? you've seen my, I ought to go and get my, what I'll do in the next break is I will get my very favourite Christmas decoration this year and bring it to you as long as I can make it there and back. But anyway, it's It's so perfect, the White House, that that's why I love it. And then this year, Jill Biden. And I have to say, there are so many levels that I loathe. And bear in mind, I love weirdness. I love dancing. I love music. I love people being wacky weirdos. I love that stuff. But this, this is so wrong. If you're not on the, you tube, my mother would say, (laughs) or you're not in, uh, if you're not in vision, now may be a good time to have a look uh, in vision because we're about to play um, the horror story that is the Jill Biden, I'm going to say sex fest. Can I say that? That's what it feels like. It feels like pervy, weird, creepy, holy doody. I just turned up at a party. I don't want to be it And that guy thinks he's going to bang everybody. You know what I mean? When that happens in life, everyone's like, no, Katie, we haven't turned up at those dinners. I have. <laughs> you turn up at a dinner, you look around and you think, this isn't what I thought it was. <laughs> like I turned up at a dinner once and the gentleman that opened the door, who I have to say was, quite remarkable, but in in stature, in all departments, holding a silver tray of champagne glasses. And on he had this, he was naked to the waist. And then he had on a little white, immaculately starched. I mean, if you're military, you, you know, I was drawn to the starched apron, which was from the waist down, but short. So he opened the door, buff, champagne glasses, just a little apron. And I was like, oh, I thought I was here for dinner. And then he span round, and obviously it was completely naked. It was just these buttocks and then, you know, the rest of what you could see. <laughs> I'm just going into some memories that we don't probably need to go into. But all I'm trying to say is, if like me, you've attended dinners that you thought were dinners, but turned out to be a bit of a, you know, I don't want to say nosh fest TNT, but... Uh, that's what this weird Joe Biden freak show feels like. Shall we take a little look at it and get away from my bad stories? Okay, take a little uh, listen and look at this. By Lordy, Lordy, Lord. Someone's saying, Is it raining? So, if you're not watching this in vision, I don't blame you whatsoever. Uh, so, let me paint a picture for you. So, open scene. So, normally it would be this lovely Christmas music, and you would see the trees decorated beautifully. You know, normally uh, this now, first, but first shot, opening shot, straight to camera, straight down the lens, super close to the lens, a black lady tap dancing in a kind of clown outfit. And then in from the right comes a guy with a massive friggin' flower on his head, dressed in the worst color purple you ever saw, just sliding across the shot. And then another black lady comes into vision. And then in the far corner of the shot, another person who's either black, gay or trans comes into shot and starts tap dancing also badly. And the reason it sounds like rain is because they can't even get their friggin' dancing together. That's what really disturbs me as well. The tap dancing is off, which is why you hear the tapping outside the beat of the music, which if like me, you have an acute uh, awareness for peripheral noises that distract you. That's also why it's... And then some other ghoulish weirdo who's too fat and definitely doesn't tap comes in. And then a lesbian uh, holding hands with a gay ally comes across. You don't get to look at the blooming decorations. You don't get to see them. You just see these obnoxious gits who can't dance very well getting in the way and all you can think of is what the hell is going on at the White House like it feels like they've all been snorting Hunter Biden's cocaine like for the last six hours you know on repeat you expect to cut a cut shot to Hunter Biden just sniffing a line up his nostril to kind of like applaud it on or Kimberly Guilfoyle to come screeching out, realize she's been caught on camera and run in another direction. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they cut to a shot of Joe Biden in a corner, you know, sniffing it. Kids ear oil, eating a chocolate ice cream while slowly crapping himself, you know, and then maybe unfelt to, I don't know, Obama maybe quietly banging someone because at least that's what's gone on in one of the Senate rooms just now, right? Someone got caught banging another guy in a Senate room. Oh my god! But it wouldn't surprise me if they got Obama banging someone in the corner of the shot, and all of that is supposed to celebrate Christmas. I mean, call me a traditionalist, Huh? Call me you know, old fashioned, but I quite like it when we have a traditional Christmas. I don't see need to see, in a non-racist way, I don't need to see a whole bunch of black people tapping inside the White House. And if anything, you know what? I think that is racist in itself. I think this is the most racist Christmas White House you ever saw because it just stinks of plantation thinking. Look at me, says Jill Biden. Look at me engaging these nice black people mm, to dance for us in the White House. Look at me keeping everybody on the plantation. Look at me signaling to black people that they shouldn't think for themselves or wonder about anything and that they're a bit shit at tap, as it turns out, this lot. Like, just get some proper dancers in. Get some proper ballerinas doing ballet. I get it. Right? Right? It is plantation mentality. It's what the left rely on. You're this, you're that group, you're that minority, you're that person like Clinton. She never had a single policy. She just went to every victim she could find and went, if you're a victim, vote for me. And it wasn't enough. And that's what Joe Biden does. That's why this thing is racist. It's why it's a freak show. And it's why the sooner we get that lot out of there, the more hope there is for America, which still has its constitution and its second amendment. And thank God for that. Darlings, there we are. We're, don't worry, we haven't finished the show, although it sort of feels that way, right? Time goes so quickly. Uh, let's just see what tribe tribey. just before studios start nagging me about taking a break. Uh, oh, and I want to get my Christmas decoration to show you, don't I? I'm trying to see what tribe is saying. Uh, the minstrel show. Your version sounds a lot more interesting. Dancing like it's Hunter Biden's New Year's Eve. I must watch it back. <laughs> people also still talking about the cat-arse inferno. Uh, I think that's important that we keep that debate alive. Cat-arse inferno, affirmative action in full swing. And we have a, uh, a bunch of people here on chat today. So thanks so much uh, for joining us back here. Uh, It's good to see you guys back and it's nice to have uh, Tribe coming back to Tribe again. So thanks very much. I do appreciate you sincerely. Um, What we're going to do, I must, I must bring you Kemi Badenoch. I really want to talk about the peso. I know it's surprising, but it's true. We're going to do both those things. And I do have a funny story I wanted to share with you as well. So much to do, so little time. Uh, So we're going to take a tiny break. Will it be that weather, dude? Because he's been very, not very chipper, has he? It's the only weather you've got. Who knows? But either which way, go no or I will break your legs. My name is Katie Hopkins and this is TNT Radio.
2: With his expert analysis and opinion.
1: This
0: is TNT Radio's
1: Timothy Shea.
2: Well, there they go again. 147 Republicucks voting in favor of extending the unconstitutional FISA Section 702, which the federal government uses to spy on American citizens, is part of the National Defense Authorization Act. And you'll hear the usual complaints, well we don't really like that. But we had to pass it. We couldn't just say no, otherwise we wouldn't have a military. They always have an excuse, don't they? Why don't you try saying no? Just for once. See what it feels like. Democrats aren't going to allow us not to have a military. They make too much money off of it. Come on. What we need is 147 staunch America First patriots with the organizational, oratorical, and let's face it, the fundraising skills to throw their hat in the ring and primary these 147 Republic hucks. Let's show them who's boss. We the people. Come on, we need to do better. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio.
3: I'm CAL FIRE Battalion Chief Isaac Sanchez, and normally we like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourselves and your family safe during wildfires, but given the historic impacts that the weather has had on our state this year, we would like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourself safe during extreme weather. If you reside in an area susceptible to flooding, please take the necessary steps to prepare to evacuate if advised. Make sure you've identified at least two exit routes out of your neighborhood, as one of them may be blocked or flooded. As the weather develops, Remember to check in on vulnerable neighbors and family members. They may need additional time to prepare for evacuation. And just like during a wildfire, if you feel unsafe, please evacuate. You don't have to wait for the order to come. Keep an emergency go bag ready in case you need to evacuate. And always remember to plan for the safety of your pets as well. If you must leave, never drive around roadblocks. It can take as little as 12 inches of water to sweep your vehicle away. And always remember the mantra, turn around, don't drown be aware of first responders working in highly impacted areas especially on the roads for additional safety tips and updates on cal fire activities follow us on social media or visit fire.ca.gov
2: hi i'm smoky bear and i made an assistant to help you out because only you can prevent wildfires hey assistant smoky bear call me papa bear because i'm grilling up dinner Do you get it?
4: Yes, good job.
2: So what should I do with all these coals?
4: Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container because those embers can start a wildfire.
2: I understand. The stakes are high. Ha,
4: ha, ha, ha.
2: See, Smokey thinks I'm funny. People might tell you that lime doesn't kill people, but we are losing people. People disappear from their lives. One of the scariest things that I had to deal with was uh, memory loss. Not just like, I don't remember what I did last week, but like, I forgot all the words to my own songs. I remember going to my primary care physician and he was like, you are 100% healthy. There's nothing wrong with you. And my response was, that's impossible. I'm dying.
4: I wasn't working. I had all of these hospital bills. We had to move out of our home and move into my parents' basement.
0: I just wish I could have truly been present in those big moments, you know, when she took her first steps or, you know, her first day of preschool. Lyme is such a thief, and it goes undetected because no one is looking for it. For more information and prevention tips, go to ProjectLime.org.
1: Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk,
0: TNT Radio.
1: Yeah, so I promised you that in that break, I would whiz and get my favorite decoration, which I did. (laughs) I bought this in um, Palm Springs in America, uh, one of my favorite places on the planet. Even though it's massively lefty, there is a real beating red heart there. Palm Springs is the middle of the desert. You're surrounded by desert mountains. It's impossibly hot. It takes the air out of your lungs for how hot it is. I mean, it is everything a desert is supposed to be. And yet there's this little strip uh, of brilliance in Palm Springs. and, uh, And I love it. And actually, when I was there last, it was during... Not sure if it was last, but anyway, I was there during lockdown when you weren't allowed to be in America. And for a little while there, I got a little rundown and I'm pretty sick. So I went to Palm Springs to recover. This is the Christmas decoration I brought there. <laughs> I said brought, bought, not brought. And the reason I love it is twofold. One, because it's jazzy. Two, because it involves, if you're not watching Envision, I don't blame you. But it's um, a massive glitzy pair of lips with great teeth, which obviously, you know, just like mine. <laughs> and uh, and a cigarette, <laughs> it's actually brilliantly done. And more brilliantly done is how the bloody hell I got that back from the US without breaking it. Um, but the reason I love it, you could say, oh, Katie, we shouldn't be encouraging smoking. I plan to take up smoking as my new year's resolution, just because it feels rebellious, just because, you know, old age never appealed. By far the most interesting people are the people outside of doorways smoking and the darkness and the rain. Uh, And also because uh, this notion that we're being told what to do all the time, as I say, I can't help but do the very opposite. Um, A very flawed way of thinking, but still somewhat splendid. So let us just briefly, may we do melee? Can we talk melee? I think we have a little melee clip. So we're going to take a little listen to this clip. Think about what it would mean if tomorrow when you woke up, one pound or one dollar or one of whatever your currency was currently, was worth half. Imagine overnight, your government, whatever it is, decides your one pound is now worth 50p. Take a little listen to this.
4: With a promise to end years of decadence and decline, far-right President Javier Millet was sworn in on Sunday. In his inaugural speech, he expressed the hope that change has finally arrived. But he also warned the country that next few months will be
3: difficult. There's no alternative but to implement austerity. This will have a negative impact on jobs, salaries, poverty. There will be stagflation, but it's not very different from what we've seen in the past 12 years.
4: Present at his inauguration was Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, also attending ultra-nationalist Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban and Brazil's conservative former President Jair Bolsonaro, in line with Miley's ideology. Juan Ángel says he's ready for what's coming next. He carries a chainsaw which became a symbol during the campaign of how Miley will implement austerity measures in Argentina.
1: Millet will pass
2: a series of laws immediately and reform the taxes that suffocate us. He says, how can we have all this land that grows so much food and the state takes away 60% in taxes? People are poorer every day.
1: So this is Millay cutting the peso by 50%. And people say, oh yeah, cutting the peso by 50%, blah. But literally it means that tomorrow, if it happened here, everything... So any money you have is worth half. Any cash you have will be worth, well, actually you could transact on a separate currency market, but cash would be worth half. Stuff sitting in bank accounts, worth half. And so if you go to the supermarket, you can only buy half as much. So it all sounds incredibly punitive. But Mile says, I say all this because it is better. I also, yeah, hold on. It is better to tell an uncomfortable truth than a comfortable lie. Love that. I also love that clip so much because of the lady, uh, the news anchor that's like the Presidente, the Presidente, (laughs) it's not what's not to love. And I also love, so it's gonna be horrible for a while. It's gonna be horrible for poor people. It's gonna be horrible for people in terms of just going, hey, wait a minute, what went on? But they face 150% inflation as it is. They're maniacs with a deficit. Argentina is so incredibly poor, apart from the elite few, that something had to be done. And the public sector has just got overwhelming in size. It's very much like Macron's France. And you can say, all right, piecemeal by piecemeal, you can try and rebuild it, try and patch it up, try and mend it. Look what we do with our NHS. Just keep throwing money at something that's broken. You're never going to repair it. So this is a different approach and more people should be watching because it's basically like they said in that news report. This is just a dude walking around the streets with a chainsaw. It's what he promised to do is what he's going to do. And I know people will be on the tribe. I haven't even looked, but I know there'll be people saying he's a globalist. He's this. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. I say to all you people with all your theories, he's a conspiracy theorist. He's controlled opposition. He's pick me your better one. It is pointless to just call someone a monster unless you've got a better monster available. Remember that, right? When you're when you're coming out with your theory that so and so with me is controlled, opposition or paid for by Israel or a shell or whatever, which is always bollocks. But people like to think they know more about something. Whatever. Anyway, he has cut nine government ministries at a stroke. Vroom! Took the chainsaw straight to them. Boom, gone. He has cut. of public sector jobs at a stroke. And I believe this is precisely the kind of uh, methodology we require in the UK. Someone bold, bold to come in and cut the lot, cut the NHS to the core, get rid of every single manager inside the NHS. Unless you're going to be dramatic and drastic, how are we ever going to get out of this? And one day I think this will happen. But all eyes should be on Milé. All eyes should be on what happens with the peso. And all eyes should be on whether he can hold the will, the consent of the people, whilst punishing people with a regimen that feels cruel in order to recover. Can the patient withstand the medicine? That's, That's the question. Now, my loves, I'm torn. Let us go to Tribe and check in what Tribe says, because I really would like to play you uh, a clip of um, that dude with the chainsaw should have been in the White House video. (laughs) Hey, we've just come up with a whole new Christmas ad. For the White House, haven't we? Right. So you have the White House video by Jill Biden. You have Hunter Biden doing cocaine in a, cord- a corner of it. You have Obama banging some dude in the other corner, and then you have a cat just wandering through the shot with a ring of fire. The ring of fire, and then you have some dude with a chainsaw shouting for melee, just hacking down the trees, and and maybe the odd person doing a sort of chainsaw massacre. <laughs> Let us play. So this is going to be a partnership between studio and myself. So studio, wakey, wakey. I want to just give you a mere sous of my plan of what I wanted to talk to you about, about Kemi Badenoch. If you know Kemi, uh, she is a good, one of the good guys in the house of parliament. You could probably count the good guys on uh, one finger, but Kemi Badenoch is doing a lovely job. So I want to play you one clip if I may and it's going to be uh, for studios benefit Clip four, so the second of the Badenock clips, uh, where Kate Osborne MP is caught in a lie. So it's basically one of these pathetic kangaroo courts in the Commons. Kemi Badenock's there as if she's at some sort of trial. She's standing up for her right to push back against the trans madness. And some dreary lesbian-looking woman who clearly keeps cats hasn't had a shower for a few days and has got crap hair is trying to humiliate Kemi Badenock for pushing her back against the trans mafia so you have the decent woman going it is madness what's happening to our kids you know it is madness that there is an epidemic of this trans ideology right so kemi is talking sense and it's being positioned like she's the evil and this dreary looking lesbian woman with crap hair is basically trying to say "Eh?" You're scaring me with your hurty words. Um, so what we'll do is just in celebration of the fabulous woman that is Kemi Badenoch, whom I love with my soul. Uh, let's take a listen to clip four, uh, where the dreary lesbian tries to catch Kemi Badenoch out by lying about what she said. Take a listen to this language.
5: You you seem to not include uh, yourself in that. You've made statements that contradict some of the best available evidence including the government's own data for instance the LGBT survey that showed that there's no evidence of trans in a way the gay but substantial evidence that trans people were at twice the risk of being exposed to conversion practices and you've also made these statements using inflammatory language that likens children and young people coming out as trans to the spread of a disease I've never said that, that is a lie well, that is a lie, and I think you should withdraw that statement. That is a lie. You are lying. <laughs> you are lying. Not, I'm not lying. You to are you. lying. I have never ever you. used the word disease, and I think oh, this is and this is exactly what I'm talking about. You are making statements I in a select committee the that are that you've untrue. i you. just called me a liar, and I just remind the minister that is unparliamentary right. language. Is what genius? she has said is not true. It's not true. And we we, we have to, we have to use facts in this room. We can't just make stuff up. This is what I'm talking about. Well, I absolutely agree with you. I just don't think that your facts necessarily... When was that statement made? Um, And where? So, this is the government's own data. No, 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 no. you said I used the word disease. When? I don't know, did you? Of course I didn't. And uh, and so you don't even know where that came from. Where did you get that from? Where did you get that from? I'm not here to answer your questions. Because you don't know. Because you don't know. It is not true and you should not be saying that in this committee when you don't know where that statement I'm came from I'm not calling you a
1: liar you call me a liar we please so make sure that both of you use parliamentary language please i won't have this degenerate well into i will not have my my
5: name maligned by people making false statements about me that is not true we have to we have to do better than this
1: i absolutely agree with you minister we have to do better than this you yourself used the word explosion in response to an earlier question about the numbers of Young trans people,
5: uh, and then didn't the number produce of referrals said, to uh, gender identity clinics. but you haven't provided the data to back that up. Well, I'm sure we done. have that data because we know Perhaps that. The, I'm sure. I'm sure we have that data. Can you provide the committee with the data? I'm sure we can. I, I'm sure. I'm sure that we can provide that data to the committee. I don't...
1: Oh, so good, so good, and just an example of and how it often is set up. So you end up, you, you know, with a panel. You know, I find this so often I'll be invited on something and then you go on. So so someone, Patrick, Bet, David, whatever, we invite you on the show. You go on the show and there's a panel. You know, and it doesn't matter to me that they're always a panel of boys, it matters not. Um, uh, but there's a panel of them, and so you can be having a debate with one of them, they're losing so badly that the rest of the little mob decides to join in. And all of a sudden it's like, oh hey, I thought we were here for a chat, but evidently it's just me against, you know, some sort of shooting squad. Uh, but Kemi holding her own brilliantly, challenging the dreary lesbian to say, Look, that is a lie, that is a lie um and then being asked to use parliamentary language you know what i would have done at that point if it was that is a lie i would have gone that is a bastard lie (laughs) is that parliamentary enough for you you silly moo (laughs) okay my darlings you know what's happened the egg the sands of time have fallen faster than ever go nowhere stay with tnt my name is katie hopkins and this is tnt radio